Chelsea on Chad. 6.30 Chad, Edmonton's News. Today's talk. Okay, Chad Nation, have you heard of Therapy Speak? We're going to clarify what that term means and why it's being seen as a bad thing this week. A story went viral in the last couple of days about Jonah Hill, famous actor Jonah Hill, that one, and some texts that he allegedly sent to his ex-girlfriend, model and surfer Sarah Brady, while they were together. So they've since broken up. And over the weekend, she shared some screenshots of some texts that he had sent her over the course of their relationship. So... What's interesting about these texts is that they seem to use what's come to be known as therapy talk as sort of a form of abuse. So, for example, in in some of these, he's asking for images of her in a bathing suit to be deleted off of her Instagram by using phrases like, these are my boundaries. And so now it's ignited this big conversation about whether or not therapy speak is being used to kind of perpetuate emotional abuse in relationships. So let's really clarify what this is with our guest who's a registered psychologist and owner of Courageous Leadership. She's also host of the podcast Therapy Explained. Kim Canal is joining the show. Kim, thank you so much for making the time. You're the perfect person to speak to this and really clarify what's going on. Glad to have you. I'm so happy to be talking about this. I'm, you know, sad for this story, but happy that it's a talking point for all of us. Well, it's and it's interesting that it is a talking point because, you know, you start reading the articles about this and looking at the screenshots and you start realizing, yeah, these these terms, these sort of therapy terms are words that are now being used in our everyday conversation and maybe to be a little bit passive aggressive or even perpetuate some kind of weaponizing of these terms. So let's just define, mm-hmm. the, uh, let's just start at the beginning. What is therapy speak? So that term... It has been made up by pop culture, um, but it is really about using terms that we would use in therapy in everyday contexts. Okay, so th- certain terms like boundaries are, are, are one. What are some others? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, anything that you would talk to your therapist about. So anxiety, depression. Um, I hear people talking about being OCD all the time, which I know they have never been diagnosed with OCD, right? That's a very common one. So it's using phrases that are really meant for other purposes in popular language and in ways that actually aren't 100% correct. So they then, like in this conversation, can be used to manipulate people. Is that really the Mm -hmm. big issue here? I personally think all of these words are actually neutral. I don't think in and of themselves, um, talking about OCD, which is obsessive compulsive disorder, talking about bipolar disorder, talking about boundaries, I don't think any of that is a problem. However, in this case, (laughs) it becomes a problem (laughs) because he's using it in a way to punish and also um, poke jabs at his ex-girlfriend. 
Yeah, and by creating things like these big laundry lists of what he expects her to do mm-hmm. and ways that he wants her to behave in the relationship mm-hmm. that seem pretty controlling, uh, mm-hmm. but then framed as you know his his boundaries, and he's sort of he's sort yeah. of couching these expectations and these lists that he's asking of her uh, mm-hmm. with, with things like this is respecting how I want to live my life, and you know almost demeaning her in a way to suggest that he's more evolved than her because of the mm-hmm. language that he's using. Is that something that you're seeing a little bit now? Is sort of this this elevated therapy speak being used to demean others? You know, it can definitely happen. So I think in general, most people do not weaponize these words. I think sometimes they use them inappropriately, but I don't think in general people weaponize them. Mm-hmm. However, if you are somebody who has controlling tendencies, then you would. So what happens, like for instance, in this situation, um, was that his own insecurities were creeping up for him. And so instead of addressing his own insecurities about their connection, he blamed her, her actions, her words, her relationships for his insecurities. But something we know as therapists is that other people do not control our thoughts, our feelings, or experiences. And if you you put that power onto other people, it actually doesn't do you any good because then you're at the whim and mercy of everybody else around you. When you take back that control, which hopefully, because I have watched (laughs) the Netflix special that he created about his therapist, so hopefully in therapy since then, he has learned that actually all of this stuff is about his thoughts and feelings. It has actually nothing to do with her. It's funny that he now has a special on Netflix that's about mm-hmm. therapy and seeking therapy because being in therapy is something that is really, it's applauded in a way that people are almost now rewarded for it. So you see, mm-hmm. you know, being in therapy as an option now on dating sites and, you know, people mm-hmm. can really almost use this as a as a means to, to brag. But is it all just, is it just showing off? Is it just... Is it is it just a show? Well, you know, I often say a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. And that's, I think, I mean, this these texts were written a year and a half ago. I think he's been in therapy longer than that. But what has happened is, again, he had a, a little bit of knowledge, but didn't know all the ins and outs of exactly how to use it, right? So that's, I mean, part of this is also him not being kind and part of it is he's not really that skilled at it yet (laughs) so you know kudos for him for trying but it 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 backfired for him here yeah and you know i'm glad that you frame it like that because i think we are all flawed human beings and i'm sure that people are listening to this thinking people you know you're you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't like there's it feels like there's nothing we can say or can't say now that's not going to be criticized but is that is that school of thought justified like are we being overall just too critical of all manners of speaking because maybe this was an attempt to be kind we don't know jonah personally so maybe this was it doesn't look good but maybe it was something that was intended to be framed in a mature way well and just so you know i've heard arguments on both sides some people really applaud him for for this text other people are really are really not applauding him for this but yep. here's here's what i can 
applaud. I applaud the fact that he recognizes he is a flawed human being, that he is seeking help from someone who's knowledgeable, and that he is attempting to set boundaries. So, you know, he clearly missed the mark on this, but had enough knowledge to know that there was something about this relationship that wasn't working for him. The thing I love to to teach people about is that everyone is doing the best they can. So even when we're talking about Jonah Hill, he is not perfect, nobody is, but he is doing his best with the skills and abilities that he possessed at that time. Do I think he did it in a kind and clear way? Uh, No. (laughs) No, he needs therapy. He should have shown this to his therapist before he sent it. He would have had some some suggestions. Kim, with your expertise, I want you to help sort of define some of the terms that we're throwing around when we're talking about therapy speak and certainly the ones that come up when it comes to this conversation. So there's there's three of them. There's boundaries, there's gaslighting, and there's narcissism. I want to get your help to really define what those mean when we're using them in our daily conversation. But first, we have to take a very short break. So I promise if you'll bear with us, we're going to be really quick. We're going to go right back into this conversation (laughs) with our guest who's a registered psychologist, owner of Courageous Leadership and host of the podcast Therapy Explained. Kim McCannell will join us back in three minutes. Now packed with even more fun. Chelsea on Chad. 630 Chad. Edmonton's News. Today's talk. Welcome back. It's 418. This is Chelsea on Chad. Glad to have you here, Chad Nation. We're talking about therapy speak and specifically a conversation that really went viral over the course of this week. And it involves famous actor Jonah Hill. So some screenshots of some texts that he sent his ex, his now ex-girlfriend during the course of their relationship where people are saying and suggesting that he's weaponizing therapy speak words like boundaries, gaslighting, narcissism. So we're talking about it right now with our guest who's a registered psychologist owner of Courageous Leadership and host of the podcast Therapy Explained, Kim Cannell. Kim, thank you so much for sticking around on hold. I really appreciate your time. Of course. So, you know, we're talking about some of these terms that keep coming up, and I think this is a good opportunity to use your expertise to really clarify what these mean. So a lot of people found these texts problematic and and suggested that these therapy terms were misused to try to exert control over Jonah's ex-girlfriend. Whether that's the case, I think, is still up for debate, (laughs) depending on what circle (laughs) you belong to. But let's talk about these terms. So boundaries. How can we define what that means so we're using it properly? Yeah, this is a big misconception, Um, so I'm so glad we're talking about it. Boundaries are what's okay and what's not okay, but the misconception is that when we set a boundary with somebody, that we expect them to change. Mm. We can request somebody else to change, but it's up to them to decide if that's something they want to do or not do. So the boundary actually ends up being for us. It's what behavior do we not want to be around, and then what will we do about it if we are? So, for example, if you have a friend who drinks too much and gets 
angry and falls down, you can say to that friend, I love hanging out with you and spending time with you, but if you're drinking, I won't be able to be around you or I won't be able to have you at my house. Got it. Or I won't take your phone calls, right? So that's a boundary. You can request their change, but if they choose not to, what are you going to do? What about gaslighting? It's used all of the time, sometimes correctly, sometimes not. Mm -hmm. What is it? Gaslighting is when you create a situation and then you get upset at the other person for not being okay with it. So there was a movie years ago, I think it was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, where the guy was like creating all these situations that the woman was feeling uh, upset about. And then he said, well, no, that's not happening. What are you talking about? And she thought she was going crazy. But these things actually were happening. So that's actually where the term came from, was from a movie. Okay. And narcissism. People use this all over social media, all of the time. But what does it really mean to be a narcissist? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, at its very core, a narcissist is someone who has excessive interest in or admiration of themselves to the exclusion of other people. And so, you know, I think we all have some self-centered traits, but what you'll find with a narcissist is that, like clinically, that they do not think about other people, mm. which is tricky. When it comes to this conversation and what it's based in this this story about Jonah Hill and these texts that he sent his his ex girlfriend, mm-hmm. I, I want I want to see where you uh, approach this <laughs> this idea that this is perpetuating patriarchal mm-hmm. um, ideas. So there was a there's a tweet that kind of went attached to this story that I've seen referenced in a lot of articles about it, and it says Jonah Hill perfectly illustrates how patriarchy adapts. And the millennial iteration relies on emotional abuse and gaslighting. Is that really what we're seeing here? Is this a form of of misogyny or is this just mm-hmm. someone who's incorrectly using some of these terms and kind of being a jerk <laughs> in his relationship? Do I think it stems from misogyny? Yeah, I totally do. Um, what is happening here is that he has some jealous feelings. And so he's disguising them as boundaries. So because we're hardwired for connection, anytime we feel that our connection with our partner is being threatened, we're going to feel anxious. Anxiety sometimes causes us to try and control things outside of us, which actually we can't do, right? But that's what he's trying to do. And this is actually some of the language and the behavior that you will see in abusive relationships, Hmm. which is you can't do this. You can't wear that. You can't hang out with this person. You can't hang out with that person. If you're secure in yourself, you will allow your partner to be who they are. You you came into the relationship in a certain way. You have to accept them for that. What he's wanting is for her to change who she is, change what her profession requires of her in order to be with him. And any time you are asked to be someone other than who you are to be in a relationship, that's not okay. And that's what he's asking her to do. But he's calling it boundaries. Kim, great insight from you. Uh, I knew that you would be great to talk to about this conversation, and uh, I'm so glad that we uh, had a chance to borrow some of your time. Really appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks, Chelsea. Of course. Take care. That's Kim Canal, registered psychologist, owner of Courageous Leadership, and host of the podcast, Therapy Explained. This story went viral about Jonah Hill and these screenshots of some of the texts that he sent his ex-girlfriend.